0: going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast you are listening to the 103rd episode of the podcast welcome today we have jack here unsurprisingly Hello. as always as In always here. rocking the shades for the third consecutive episode yeah i think once we hit triple digits the shades went on So like that. yeah right maybe not for the 100th episode but ever since then it's been a party um, today we have Mr. TJ Anthony making his return to the podcast. He was on the Jeopardy episode, uh, for football, right? You were on a Jeopardy one, I think.
1: Yeah. I put up a fight against Ruble.
0: You honestly did better than I thought. I don't remember what the score was, but I think you hung in there for a little while against Ryan, who was one of the stronger, uh, competitors in that tournament. But other than that, I don't think you've been on. I think I look back. I keep track of every guest that's been on. He dipped I into the archives. I dipped into the archives, uh, and I don't think you've been on since, I think, September of last and year.
1: I think NHL preview.
0: It was something in the 50s, and I believe our 50th episode, if I'm not mistaken, was the NFL preview. So it had to have been in September, October, so you might be right. Um, but regardless, welcome back. You are making. Uh, we're talking some hockey today. I'll, I'll just get into the, uh, what we're talking about. But we're going to be talking about some hockey. Uh, the actual, I guess, what the, we're past the qualifying rounds is what, I'm, is what I'm trying to say. We're into the real, I guess, playoffs. Uh, we're going to be talking about some series there. And then after that, for a little bit, we're going to be getting into some fantasy football busts. So some players you should be avoiding in your drafts coming up in a few weeks. We each have a
1: couple there. Now uh you say the real playoffs did the Maple Leafs make the real playoffs?
0: I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. I don't Yes. What do you what do you say? What do you think? I do, do you consider that past round the actual playoffs? They're calling it the qualifiers,
2: right?
1: Uh sports books paid out for if you if your team made the qualifying round. So
0: Right. Yeah, so if if you bet a team preseason to make the playoffs and they made that qualifying round, like you just said, they, they, they paid you.
1: But the only thing is, I don't know if if I would have cashed that ticket before the the Islanders beat the Panthers, if it would have paid, I'm pretty sure it would have, but I don't think, I don't know. The only thing, the
0: only thing is, I, I mean, what I'm going off of is, well, since I'm blocked by the NHL on Instagram, fun fact, if anyone didn't know that, I am blocked by the NHL on Instagram. Yeah, he's blocked. Uh, so I, for all my NHL news via Instagram, I have to get it on the page uh, NHL NBC Sports, which is a, it's a good page in its own right, but it's not the NHL. I want to get the real – I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a fine page. It's got like four hundred four hundred fifty thousand 450,000 followers. So it's a very uh, – it, it's a good source to get your information and news. But um, – Regardless, anyway, whenever a team won the qualifying round series, they would say they clinched a a spot in the playoffs. And I'm like, well, wasn't that just the playoffs? I'm kind of confused.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're calling this round round one. So, I think, I don't know. But but you, per the NHL official playoff rules, you do get credit for a playoff series win. Like the um, Coyotes won their first playoff series in however many years. Right. Yeah, so so
0: I guess it's considered the playoffs. Whatever. We're in the round of 16, we'll call it. Um, The first note I have is the Penguins blew it. So let's let's have a quick word on Pittsburgh. Uh, TJ and I watched that last game where we got eliminated. Um, What do you guys think? I mean, I watched almost every single game. I don't think I saw game one, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean – it looked – I feel like from what I observed, uh, w- when we were down late, it, the defense and carry Price kind of just like tightened up at the end of the game and we couldn't get anything going.
1: The halves just – first off, the halves were one of the two teams that had absolutely no business being there. And they – I guess it's the beauty of the playoffs. They have – but Pittsburgh, there's no excuse to losing to Montreal. Montreal stinks and they uh pittsburgh just looked like they didn't even care honestly
0: yeah i mean the canadians they had a losing record i believe they right? got
1: swept by the red red wings
0: yeah that's no good that's if you the red wings had one of the worst seasons ever, ever. So, yeah that that's not good um Do you think they have any chance of being the Flyers? I mean, people said they didn't have any chance of being
1: us, so. No. They might play them tough, but Philly's really – they're really good. Yeah. Philly is also up 1-0, if anyone didn't know that.
0: Right. Yeah, they played last night, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, Montreal hit the crossbar with 20 seconds left to tie it.
0: Wow. Well (laughs) – We will see. I mean, like I said, no one gave them a chance in the qualifying round. And hockey is weird, as we know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, and the Penguins did have a chance uh, at the first overall pick, but it went to the Rangers. Um, Alexis
1: Lafreni, or however you say
0: it. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's going
1: to be good. He's he's good.
0: Yeah, you've been telling me and other people have been saying how good this, this kid is going to be. He's not
1: good, um, but he's he's really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Rangers are pretty set. They were already – I feel like they had a good – I don't know. I guess they're on the upswing, if you could say, right?
1: Yeah, they're on the upswing. I mean, they still probably need a D-man or two, but they do have a good uh, young core. So we'll see what the future holds for them.
0: Good for Rangers fans, not so good for TJ.
1: No, but I'd rather be uh, playing right now than uh, with the range, having a chance at that pick.
0: Right, yeah, true. At least the Islanders are still in it. Um, that's a good segue into, obviously, we have to talk with the Islanders. Uh, they are up 1-0 against the Capitals. We we're recording this on uh, Thursday night, by the way. Probably will be out either Friday or at the latest Saturday, so. As of now, the Islanders are up 1-0 on the Capitals. Um, close game uh, yesterday. I caught the third period, and then I That was the good period. Yeah, I mean, they scored with like five minutes left, I believe. I don't remember
1: who scored. Um, Josh Bailey. Right. Uh, and, well, no, Bailey scored the go-ahead goal with 11 minutes left, and then – Oh, Bovillier scored with five, but the Islanders were down two nothing with 22 minutes to go, and they won four to two. And the keys to the series are: if the Islanders play five on five, they're going to win the series in five. The Islanders can shut any team down five on five, but the, if you give the Cavs power play, or the same thing with the Panthers, it's it was that the caps both their goals were on the power play and they got nothing at even strength.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me as well. I mean, I believe you said if the islanders have a lead then they're in a very good position to win the game. Do you want to elaborate on that of how I guess credit to their
1: defense? Their their whole system is based on keeping the puck out of the net. So they now they did come from behind yesterday, but their game is score early and I think under Barry Trotz, the Island, I don't know the exact stat, but when the Islanders score three times, I believe they haven't lost more than ten times in Barry Trotz's two years. So they just they shut it down with a lead and make they clog the neutral zone. So it would be in the Capitals' best interest to score early and often. But uh, whose yeah, interest mean, it, is that not it, in?
0: Didn't didn't work – that didn't work uh, on yesterday's game. Uh, they were up 2-0 going into the third. And uh, I guess the Islanders had some sort of offensive
1: rally. It uh, was Holtby. It was the – cat. Holtby gave up not one of those goals except for the fourth one. Should have gone in the net. I guess the second one wasn't the goalie's fault, but he changed the momentum when he whiffed on a flub.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I looked at who scored. Uh, did did Lee score?
1: Yeah, Lee scored the one minute into the third to tie it. Eberly scored with one minute left in the in the second. So just like that, it became two to two in two minutes.
0: Right. Um, they play tomorrow.
1: Eight o'clock tomorrow. Nice. Uh, I mean, you're a, if you're just a hockey fan this is a series you wanna watch because these two teams don't like each other. It's as physical of a series you're gonna see in the first uh, first round.
0: Yeah, the Capitals are uh, trying to get revenge from last year. So,
1: And Barry Trotz is...
0: Right, yeah, and there's that whole dynamic yeah. of Trotz uh, coaching against his former team. So it is a very interesting series to watch.
1: Um, yeah. And the last thing I want to say about this series was when Trotz gave his ring accepting speech to the Capitals before a game with the Islanders last year, he said, you'll have to go through the beeping Island. And now they do. He said, you can, you can win the cup again, but you'll have to go through the bad word Island. And uh, it's true. If they want to win it again, they'll have to go through the Island.
0: Yeah, two years in a row. Um, Yeah, so Islanders looking pretty strong. Look, they're in a good position. And um, obviously, they beat the Capitals last year, and they are one game up on them this year. Uh, One more series I definitely wanted to discuss with you guys. Um, I think it's, you know, one of the most intriguing uh, series in is the Blue Jackets and the Lightning. Obviously, had that crazy game one. Uh, lasted 6 hours and like 15 minutes I believe started at 3 I was still at work at the time and then I was honestly almost getting ready to go to bed at at a certain point and the game was still on so uh I didn't even I only saw the I think I saw the end of the fourth overtime and the fifth overtime I mean but wow I mean how yeah, much of the game crazy. did you guys catch like what 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 did you guys think of that I know Jack were you I, you were watching For the majority of the overtimes i know you told me i think i
2: saw yeah the majority of the overtimes yeah
1: i i saw the third period the first overtime and i listened to some of the second overtime but then i fell asleep because i was at work all from 6 a.m to whatever but uh i woke up and it was still going on
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow took a took a hour or two nap and the game was still going on. Wow, I was still
2: yeah. I was still so annoyed at the announcers. All the, the announcers were just saying like oh they gotta figure out a way to end these games sooner. Like they can't be going on like this. They kept That's saying stupid. they kept no, saying how it. they it's gotta sweet. figure out how to end the game sooner. Like they literally the, the announcer kept saying it over and over again.
1: And then it postponed the uh Bruins game.
2: Yeah. Like and then back the Bruins to the, game yeah. went
1: into double overtime which postponed the Islanders game well delayed the islanders game right but uh, and columbus did not the series up at 2 today or at 1 today
0: right i was going to say that the the blue jackets did win earlier today 3 to 1 uh scored 3 unanswered so it is 1-1 and obviously i mean the underlying storyline which is the main you know, dri- driving factor of the series is, you know, obviously last last season when the Lightning had an historic regular season and the Blue Jackets swept them. So, I mean, that'd be really embarrassing if they lost two years in a row to Columbus.
1: And this year's Blue Jackets team, now they still play the same style, but they lost Artemi Panarin and Matthew Shane and Sergey Bobrovsky. So it's not the same team, but... You can't count anyone out in the, that plays a defensive style of hockey in the playoffs.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you'd send me your NHL prediction, TJ, and you had Columbus winning. So, I mean, that would be I think I, I think I eventually
1: – I think I – in my NHL one that I submitted, I think I switched it. I think I did bolts and seven, but it wouldn't shock me. Like, if I were to bet on this series, I would stay completely away. Like, I have no clue what's going to happen.
0: To clarify, I meant winning the series, not winning it all. Um, oh, okay. I yeah, thought you no. meant
2: winning it all. Oh, <laughs> the, no. The
0: series. Um, but, yeah, it is definitely a challenge. I mean, with with all these teams playing in the same place, how you? What, we saw one game get delayed to the next day and uh, games to get pushed back half hour, hour, even longer than that. So, definitely tricky but i believe the nhl is doing a fantastic job as is the nba um yeah i mean i no positive tests uh, that we've heard of and the bubble seems to be working and as sports fans we are uh very happy about that
1: yeah uh, Thanks, anything MLB. else
0: I'm, sorry anything else you guys want to discuss about hockey or we can uh we can move on to our fantasy discussion if you want but if there's anything else you want to add
1: no. Oh, go caps oh shut up <laughs> Um
0: <laughs> uh, I, I uh I did bet I put five dollars in the Islanders to win it all. Uh what is so it bet? It, it, it was thirteen to one.
2: Nice. So get you what, like what's uh sixty-five?
0: Yeah, win sixty-five. Um I, I did a I also had a bet on the hurricanes, uh, but that was earlier. That that was when the uh it was just restarting. So that was that that was, I think, two bucks to only, I think, to win 70 as well. But Canes down one zero, uh playing as we speak. Uh, it's tied in the first period. So, we will see is what it, happens there.
1: Is it zeros?
0: Yeah, 0-0. Zero, zero.
1: All right. Come on, Jake DeBrusque.
0: Yeah, TJ has that guy in a parlay. So, he needs to get a point. Um. All right. So, we will transition here to... Uh, we're going to be talking about some fantasy football busts. As I said, in the beginning of the show, uh, we've got a draft in just about two weeks and we have another one in about two and a half weeks. And then we have a couple that have not even been scheduled yet. So, but anyway, it should be season starts in four weeks from today. Um, and it looks like everything's going to be starting on time. So we will get football in four weeks. So right around the corner. And we need to ramp up our fantasy football coverage on the show here. So, in the coming weeks, we will definitely be dedicated a lot to helping you guys with your drafts. But not too much information because we play in some leagues with our listeners. So, we don't want to give away all of our strategies. Regardless. Fact,
1: sorry, go fun, ahead. Fun fact, Hard Knocks came out Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, the LA team that did not watch I, it.
1: I haven't watched it either yet. I don't know um, how it's going to be if you're not really supposed to have media like with COVID. I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, I don't quite like, get it. Yeah.
0: I should probably – I mean, I am curious to see like what it is. Because I was wondering the same thing, what it is going to be like with all this. I don't like
1: times. that it's on two teams. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I find that you know, odd.
0: Yeah, I I, kind of – I kind of, uh, I kind of well, wish we- it there. I wish it was one team.
1: It's the, what, Rams and – Chargers. Yeah, that. Yeah, who cares about the Chargers?
0: I mean, they I guess to... they, they got like a rookie quarterback, but it's probably the most under. Yeah, but quarterback. But... They just franchise stick,
2: tag yeah. Hunter
1: Henry. well What's not to like?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's quality Easton TV right stick there.
1: Stick is way better than Justin Herbert. Who'd nope. you say? Easton Stick.
0: Easton Stick. I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Now he no, he is. My third string quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, is going to be. Starting all 16 games there. so Name
1: one time on Tyrod Taylor offense has scored more than 14 points a game. I
0: mean, I can't think of a specific example. Who knows that?
1: That dude is one of the worst players in the NFL.
0: Oh, that is that – is, Not it's, really. It's disrespectful. First of all, he's going to be a – I'm not going to say – for as long as he is the starter, I think he is a viable – like, I don't know. I think you can get by starting him some weeks.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying no for fantasy. fantasy purposes. Oh, oh God, no! He will never have a place on my team. Okay, well, he's bad. a fancy viable quarterback.
0: He really is.
1: But he's I mean, on the, the Bills.
2: Bills. He was good.
0: And the Chargers have like, decent weapons. I'd say, like, it's yeah. a, and their yeah. offensive yeah. line yeah. is upgraded. So I think it's a decent situation for Tyrod to. I think the Chargers will be okay i mean i don't expect them to be great but i think they can win like seven eight games
1: Maybe well, stay competitive. King, best receiver in his division according to him who plus keenan yeah. allen best receiver in his division
0: oh well that's not true but uh
1: I, I don't agree either but he got into some twitter beef
0: yeah
2: it's brian edwards
0: <laughs> brian edwards <laughs>
1: Uh, Brian Edwards is. Uh, all right, all right, all right. We got to get into our bust. yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we, well, let's, uh, let's get into some fantasy busts here. Uh let's, uh, let's have TJ go first. Who is one guy you are absolutely not touching with a 10-foot pole?
1: I will not be. And I don't think this player is going to, like, have a bad season, but I think he's going to be very overdrafted. I will not be drafting DeAndre Hopkins this year because oh. – He's on a new team. <laughs> he's on a new team. And uh, it's definitely a different off season. And I would, I would imagine it's going to take some time to build some chemistry. And there, I feel like the Cardinals, I do like Kyler, and I think he's going to have a good year. But I'd like to see it before I invest my whole fantasy team in DeAndre Hopkins round one.
0: At,
2: uh, well, DeAndre Hopkins is currently ranked at wide receiver seven on Fantasy Pros, so that's a pretty significant hit for going to the Cardinals. Like, if he was still in the Texans and last year, like pre-draft, he was what? Like, probably ranked wide receiver two at worst, wide receiver three.
0: I mean, it was him and him and uh, Devonte Adams were right. the top two receivers last year. So I think the rankings kind
2: of uh, adjusted for that transition. Uh, I get your point, though. In Houston, the offense literally ran through him. His rapport with uh, Deshaun Watson was obviously incredible. Bill O'Brien's very dumb for getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'd still draft DeAndre Hopkins, though.
1: It is. A, he fell to me. I just wouldn't take him round one. Yeah, well, well I, don't I don't think he's th- ranked there. His ADP I don't is think not you
0: have one. to. Sorry, yeah, I don't think you have to take him round one. I think he is going mid round two. Yeah. Um. So you might be safe there, but I mean, regardless, it is still a relatively
1: high. Just look know. at Oden last year, and I understand. I think Kyler is going to have a much better year than Baker had last year, but it does take time. There is something to needing a like a year to get used to your new team.
0: Yeah. No. I. I. I uh, I understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't – yeah, like you said, you did preface what you said with the fact that you don't think he's going to have a terrible year. You just think his ADP is a little too high for where you would take him personally, which is understandable. I mean, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Arizona does spread the ball out too. It's not like Houston, like Jack said, how it's he's going to be force-fed targets. I think they will come, but, you know, Christian Kirk's a good weapon. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. They, they're they going to run the ball. Uh, Kyler can run the ball. So, it's more spread out, I guess, the targets, uh, you could say. But it's definitely can, a, a good pick there.
2: Over, under, 1150
1: yards.
0: I think he'll be right around there. Maybe a little bit more.
1: Uh, I think he gets more than that. And then over, under, seven
0: touchdowns. I think he'll get seven or eight. I think those are pretty oh, accurate.
1: I would take – yeah, I would – That's pretty accurate. I just, that's down compared to what you'd expect previous years.
2: That was the stats last year.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Jack, who is your first bust candidate for this year?
2: Um, My first bust is going to
0: be T.Y. Hilton. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I agree. I'm not, I'm not. I haven't drafted him in that. I don't think many people are high on him, but he's still
2: ranked wire receiver 25, and I literally wouldn't draft him.
1: <laughs> but Tyler wants two first-rounders for him. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, the last – he's missed eight games the last two seasons. And other than that, I've never been a T.Y. Hilton fan. He's really not consistent week to week. He never has. Um, this is a at quarterback. Well mm. – Not – I'm thinking in, like, prime T.Y. Hilton is a downgrade from Andrew Luck to this. Um, He's also getting older. Right. I think injury is just going to plague his season just as it has been in recent history. They did
1: draft a guy, right? Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., yes. Yeah, him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they needed to draft someone. I mean, yeah. all they had was T.Y. and Paris Campbell, so they really hey, did need
1: Don't someone. disrespect Jack Doyle. Jack what Doyle, about, like, Eric Pascal?
2: No, wait, he's in the NBA. I meant, uh, who am I thinking of? Something
0: past Zach Pascal. I think he might be still there. I-, I think maybe the Colts want to focus on running the ball more. Maybe,
2: yeah. Their O-line's great. They obviously drafted Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, so I, I-, I completely agree. I'm not – high on ty at all um, stay away I,
1: from marlon Mack. what stay away from marlon Mack.
0: yeah i mean he's not someone i'm particularly excited about either but he, i mean his ad his his adp is falling you can get him very late now um so he could be considered i guess somewhat of a value i can see why someone would want to get him but I, i'm just going to stay away because i think taylor is going to take over that backfield pretty soon um but, yeah, TY is definitely a good pick. My first bust is uh, someone – I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about him. I've, I think you don't like him, so I think we will probably be in agreement. But my first guy is Joe Mixon. Um, I just uh, – you know, I think he's a fine option, but, you know, he's, his ADP is ninth overall, and he's the seventh running back. And that is uh, way too high. I'm not willing to spend a late first, early second-round pick on him at all. I have a lot of concerns. First and foremost, the Bengals' offensive line is pretty bad. I don't know what it was ranked uh, in terms of PFF grading uh, last year. They will be returning Jonah Williams, their first-round pick from last year, but he hasn't played a snap in the NFL, so who knows what he'll actually upgrade the offensive line. I still think even if he does play well, one guy is not going to completely change the offensive line. I don't think Jonah Williams is, you know, a generational talent like Quentin Nelson is. So the point is their offensive line is still going to be below average.
1: Um, You're only <laughs> as good as your O-line. Ask, ask yeah. Saquon last year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Saquon was hampered with injuries. But to your point, yeah, offensive line is a big uh, big determining factor, I guess you could say. Right, if, all right, how
1: about this? Ask Kenyon Drake about O line.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's not like the Cardinals had that big of. uh, It it was an upgrade from the Dolphins, who were, I think, were the worst offensive line in football. But yeah, I don't know. I just think the scheme was better for Kenyon Drake, and he did benefit from a change in scenery. Right. Uh, But yeah, Joe Mixon. Just one more thing. Uh, He does. I, I we I like Joe Burrow. I think we all do like Joe Burrow, but he is a rookie and is a very short off season, so who knows how well he he will be, like especially early on. I mean, I don't know how good any of the rookies might be besides Clyde. Clyde's gonna be great every
1: single game. Oh, Jerry Judy's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> uh so that's a concern. Also, Mixon, he's not a bad pass catcher, but he only averages thirty six catches per season. I did look that up and usually the benchmark for an elite running back like top 5 top 10 upside is 50 catches uh especially in today's NFL where running backs catching passes is a huge part of How know, many
1: did McCaffrey catch last year?
0: He caught over like
1: 111.
0: Yeah, oh. he got like 110. So it is that that's absolutely ridiculous. Um and I don't know it, it just you would like to see more in the in the passing game from Mixon. You know guys like Obviously, Derrick Henry, he might be an exception because he only caught 18 passes last year, which was a career high, and he still was amazing. <laughs> um, but like I said, I don't know. I'm just staying away from Mixon. I just think I would take him if he fell, but late first, early second is way too way too soon for me. I don't know how you guys feel.
1: Somewhere, Eddie, Eddie Sibby's cheeks are getting very red listening. I don't I'm mind listening. him. I don't. You don't mind I wouldn't him? take him. Ninth overall, but
2: the uh, Fancy pros, he's ranked above Josh Jacobs, Clyde, Miles Sanders,
1: I'm
2: Aaron Jones.
1: I don't even that's I, not even I, a, I would I would take Clyde over him.
2: Not even I would take I I would take Clyde over him. Uh I'm big on Miles Sanders. I, I'd probably oh, prefer my. Miles Sanders. I don't know. I'd take that Jacobs and it. I'd
0: take Chubb over him.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Okay, the thing is that I think his last year is his floor.
0: Mm, well, last year it was he was really bad in the first half, and he was really good in the second half. So,
2: I'm just looking at a stat line from last year. I think that's his floor. It's like 1450 all purpose yards and eight touchdowns and 35 receptions. That's definitely his floor. Their offenses, I, their offense is definitely improving from last year. Like they had the worst quarterback situation, up there with the Lions. Uh, last year and I, I'd i
0: say the Panthers had the worst
2: okay they're a top bottom two quarterback situation last year and Burrow is 100% improvement I don't care he's a rookie um, adding Jonah Williams is definitely going to help a lot I definitely I, I, just think this is the floor. I do I would I do think I okay I, I do I agree right? his ADP is really high but I'm I'm not like appalled by it by a lot of people in the fantasy industry are
0: I wouldn't necessarily say that's his floor. I would say maybe the touchdowns is his floor, but I don't really see his role in the passing game.
2: Why? Uh, we we saw Joe Burrow use the passing game plentiful last year. Yeah, you love Clyde.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, that, that could be – yeah, we'll see. Why would it not translate? I mean, it could. that could be – you can chalk that up to system. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I the touchdowns definitely could go up though. I mean, from eight. I mean, the Bengals' offense in theory should definitely has to be better than Ryan Finley. I mean, that that guy's not good at all. So, yeah. All right, TJ, who is your second guy?
1: Um, same thing as with DeAndre. I wouldn't say this guy's gonna have a bad year, but. What he did last year, I don't think he'll come close. And I'm talking about Aaron Jones. There's no – what, did he come second in the NFL on touchdowns last year or something like that?
0: No. Nope. I'll pull up the stats again, um, but he's definitely I in line up.
1: Like, I don't know what his rank is, but I just know. He led the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so. With 16.
0: Yeah, so.
2: Second he did in have like four by. in one game, though.
0: So Aaron Jones had 19 total touchdowns last year and uh, uh just under 1600 total scrimmage yards. Um yeah, he the he pack. is a he's a big I guess bus candidate for a lot of experts. Um The
1: Packers spent a second round pick on um AJ Dillon. Yeah, him.
0: Right. So and also a large majority of Aaron Jones's receiving work came when Devontae Adams was hurt. So uh, he could definitely regress negatively in terms of receiving work, especially catches. I believe he had all of his receiving touchdowns when Adams was out and the majority of his yards. So, and, and like you just said, TJ, I mean, the investment in A.J. Dillon, I wasn't too high on A.J. Dillon, but it's still a second-round pick and a running back. And that shows you that they may want to disperse the carries more. Um, they're obviously going to run the ball a lot. Matt Lafleur is definitely shifting Green Bay's um, play calling in terms of in favor of running more than historically in Green Bay. But yeah, I mean they may give him less work. Any, I I don't know. I mean, what what do you have his ranking up, Jack, of where Jones is actually being taken right now? Uh, he's
2: RB twelve.
1: Um, uh, that's that bad, but The, still. the
2: guy's
0: 21st overall,
2: RB12. Um, this is all according to fantasy pros, if I didn't mention that earlier. Uh, the running backs following him go Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, I take Carson, Eckler, and
1: Todd Gurley. I'd take Carson over him in a, in a RB.
2: I don't know. I'm not that that's, big on Carson. I think he's too injury prone for my liking. Um, stay away
1: pro- Gurley.
2: I definitely take Eckler over Aaron Jones. I think we're all in agreement there.
0: Yeah, I love Eckler.
2: Um, Kenyon Drake, I'm not big on him either. Um, so I may take, I may side Aaron Jones over Kenyon Drake and Chris Carson. Definitely taking Eckler, and I don't know. I got a a lot of people are are uh, scared of Gurley, but he intrigues me a little bit. He's on a one-year prove-it deal. Also, Aaron Jones is going to a contract year as well. So that's something to consider.
1: So that's his last year in Green Bay?
2: Right, so he's going to want to ball out for big money in free agency.
0: So where I'm at with Aaron Jones, his ADP is uh, right now 17th overall. So he's going as a mid-second round, maybe even late second round pick. What are you on? Um, Fantasy pros. I'm on the overall rankings. you got to scroll over to ADP.
2: Yeah, I'm at twenty first
0: overall. Right. That's that says average ranking. You gotta to go to ADP, which is the third column. Oh, I see. Right. So, so people are over
2: drafting his ranking. Okay.
0: He is a mid to late second round pick. That's a little too high. I would I would probably take him in the third. I think he that could be where he starts to become a value, but as of now I wouldn't take him in the second. And um
1: And last year last year was clearly the the ceiling. What yeah.
0: It's hard to imagine he has a better year than that. I mean, he was pretty spectacular last year. I don't know. I was, I was completely off of him in the beginning of the off season, but for some reason I start to take him a little bit more now. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a fan of taking him, but I don't know. I st- I feel like a lot of people are, a lot of people share your thinking and that he will regress. And as a result, he falls. And I, I find myself taking him a little bit more often than I initially did. So. Definitely interesting to note there for Aaron Jones. Um, Definitely, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Uh, Who's your next guy?
2: My next guy, I'm going to go Chris Godwin. Oh,
1: get out of here.
0: I never take Chris Godwin. I'm kind of with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, like, going to – what he did last year was special. All right, Jack, let's hear some analysis
2: there is just no way there's no way anyone can convince me that tom brady can support can consistently put up the volume of supporting two wide receivers fantasy wise and evans and evans and godwin and evans is just someone i trust more right now i think a lot of people are high on godwin because um he produced more recently um Last year, he had 1,333 yards and nine touchdowns. He's not going to get to 1,300 yards. I just don't see it happening. I've definitely said it on our show, but Tom Brady has been regressing negatively. Um, he's been regressing for the past two years, and I he's Tom Brady's just overvalued because of his name. He almost didn't throw over 4,000 yards last year. He only had 24 touchdowns. Um, He's a completion percentage that barely got above 60%. He's yeah, not going to – he's not going to – like Chris Godwin can't produce like the wide receiver five that fantasy pros has him at.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. He's
2: ranked 14th overall wide receiver five. It's just – it just can't happen. Jameis Winston, no. of course, he throws a ton of interceptions, but he throws – like he's gonna, he, he's, he's a gunslinger. He's, he get he puts the ball out there. Led the league in passing attempts last year
1: and interceptions,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. I, um I, I'm, I'm a believer that, you know, Winston better for fantasy Brady, obviously better for real life.
2: Right. Yeah, um, definitely.
0: So, yeah, I mean, to play devil's advocate, just, you know, to preface, I, I do agree with you. I, I'm, I'm not taking Chris Godwin. I haven't really I don't know if I've gotten him at all, honestly, in any of my mock drafts. But I think, you know, people like the fact that he plays in the slot and Brady favors slot receivers, obviously with Edelman with all those years. Um so that's why people are more high on Godwin over Evans. Uh also because of the last season that he just had. Um, so that that's, you know, why people may favor Godwin over Evans, but yeah. Mid-second round is too high for me. It's, I don't know. It's just too high. And a lot of these guys, I don't necessarily think they're going to be terrible. They're just they're just going too high, and I wouldn't – Right. I don't know. So, I, I probably won't be getting any of them because people are going to be higher on them than, than me. Uh, I have one more guy, and we may have one more guy after this to talk about, but I've got Odell Beckham. Okay. Odell Beckham is currently ranked – uh, around 29th overall. I think I checked earlier today and he was 30, so he may have gone up one. Wide receiver night.
2: 12, 29th overall.
0: Right. ADP uh, right around his ranking at 28. So he's going uh, late third round, and uh, I think that's where his ceiling could be. I don't know if he could really crack the top 12 receivers anymore. There's just so many receivers that I think he's just – I don't know. I think Cleveland's going to be a low-volume passing offense. I don't think they're going to throw as much as people realize. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I, like I just said before, I think he's being drafted at his ceiling. I don't. I think wide receiver twelve is probably the highest he could be. I don't really see him cracking the top twelve. Um, I hate bring. I mean, injuries are kind of a lame argument to say, but he has missed seventeen games in the past three years. Um, so that is. Yeah, but quite last a year he
2: played fifteen.
0: Right. Um. But, obviously, he misses twelve year before that and 4th year. Uh, right.
2: Yeah, you're right. I guess injury injuries have been uh, definitely relevant in his career. I mean, he his rookie season, he missed the beginning too.
1: And he was and, hurt all of last year, even though he was playing through it. It affected him.
0: Right. And that's just – you know, that's just – it's hidden. It's hidden. Like, he's hurt but he's playing, but he, there's always something, you know. That That's my point. And I don't want to call him, like – overrated but i'm kind of about to call him overrated i think people just are enamored by his first three years which were absolutely phenomenal he really hasn't been that the past three years and that could be due to injuries um tj mentioned early on when he was talking about deandre hopkins how odell switched teams that kind of you know it didn't really it didn't really get in a groove um and i don't know i just don't know if it works i think maybe baker just favors jarvis and he bakers maybe, is really bad that, yeah. that could be too. I don't really – I think he will do a little bit better than last year, but um,
1: – The Browns are going to try and prevent Baker from throwing all the time.
0: Right. I, that's what I just – that was the first point I brought up. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think they could be top five in rushing attempts this year. Nick, I jump. agree with you,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too big on Odell this year. I don't want to say he's overrated. I think – overrated – just overvalued in fantasy because of his name in his first three years, I still think he's a top talent wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think he's overrated definitely, in that regard definitely um, will help
0: a football team win on Sundays, but I don't know right. if the fan i don't know if the fantasy value is there uh for yeah i mean
2: Monday. the past two he only had he barely had a thousand yards he only had four touchdowns last year
1: um that'll go up I think a lot more than i don't four know four touchdowns
2: I don't know they they bring in Austin Hoover. He's a touchdown threat. Um, obviously, they still have their running backs who score a lot. Jarvis doesn't score that much, but he's still there there Mitchell said there's a lot of lot of mouths to feed, and baker Baker's not the best chef.
0: I mean, if you just look at the the wide Fire receivers analogy. if you look if you look at the receivers going around Odell. I mean, there's just so many other names I'd rather have.
2: Yeah, so I mean, the wide receivers after him, it goes wide receiver 13, even, Adam Thielen, uh wide receiver 14, Juju, wide receiver fifteen, DJ Moore, um, then Calvin Ridley 16, Wood 17, Cup eighteen. I think I'd rather have all of them.
0: I would rather uh, have mm, I would the only one I time. would take Odell over, I would take Odell over Thielen. Yeah, I don't I,
2: I Thielen's not very exciting to me, but like Kirk Cousins is gonna pass a lot. And he's not just gonna pass to Justin Jefferson. There's literally no one else there. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean Diggs being there helped Thielen a lot. It did. I mean ask Juju what it was like to not have Another receiver there. You can't well, that's bring not, up the you, web, that, that's, He that's played that's with not.
0: Mason Rudolph and Hodges for 15 games.
1: Oh, I I know. I just meant he did before. You know, he, he didn't wasn't getting open as much.
0: Yeah, I, could, mean, I mean, we will never know off. what what would have happened last year. Maybe we'll find out this year, assuming Ben is back to his former self. But we yes, can it, it can improve over time. But yeah, like you said, i I'd rather have. Allen Robinson, rather have AJ Brown, rather have Juju, I'd rather have DJ Moore, I'd rather have Calvin Ridley, I'd rather have Robert Woods, and I'd rather have Cooper Cup. So looks like I'm not getting Odell this year, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, do you have one more guy, Jack, or do you want to wrap things up? I don't have Austin one
1: more guy. Austin <laughs> Hooper.
0: Austin Hooper. Yeah. That's your guy.
1: That's who I would have to take as a third sleeper if I had to have one. Sleeper not sleeper, or bust. Or bust. Bust. Okay, uh, why? I don't know where he's been being drafted, but he had a monster year last year. We all know I don't like the changing teams thing, and we just talked about why Odell's production is going to be down. I just don't see Hooper having as big of a year as what's okay, yeah. that's the third tight end or TJ. He's
2: ranked as the twelfth best tight end. Oh, never mind that. It goes Kelsey Kittle, Andrews, Ertz, Waller, Ingram, Higby, Henry, Cook, Gronk, Hurst, then Hooper. All right, I take it all back.
0: She is on Hooper now. No, Big
2: sleeper, Austin Hooper.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you, well hold on, hold on, let me get this straight. You thought Austin Hooper was being drafted as the third best tight end?
1: I just figured he would be up there. I didn't know if it would be the third. I just I didn't do any research ahead of this. To see, I just figured he just got paid as one of the highest tight ends.
0: If Austin Hooper was ranked as the third tight end, every every analyst in the in the land would be calling him the <laughs> bust because there's no way. I yeah. mean,
2: for all the for a lot of the reasons we just said, like Baker, just not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen.
0: Maybe Baker should have been our bust. Well, I think we're all okay with that. That's true.
2: Where's I want to check where he's at right now, quarterback wise. <laughs>
1: Baker's not some people bud.
2: are yeah, some people are down on him as we are, but some are like saying like maybe he can have a good season. He's quarterback nineteen. That's
1: the Browns might have a good season, but no Baker just needs to hand it off to Nick Chubb and let him work. The fact that Kirk Cousins is ranked below Baker Mayfield is asinine.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would rather have Kirk, I would rather have I would rather have Gardner Minshew than Baker.
1: Yeah, me too. Gardner
0: right. Minshew was not a bad fantasy option last year. Derek Carr is ranked twenty eighth. I, if Derek Carr is low. I would, I would definitely, I would bump him up over.
1: Over Baker. What's Daniel uh, Jones ranked?
0: Daniel Jones is ranked fourteen.
1: I was gonna say if he was below Baker.
0: So uh, other other quarterbacks you could get around Daniel Jones would be. Uh, Rogers is 13th. Jones is 14th. Cam is 15th. Roethlisberger 16th. Goff 17th.
1: It's not a bust, but stay away from Rogers. He is not. Talk fantasy relevant anymore.
2: That's just not true. Yeah, He stinks fantasy wise.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was really underwhelming last year.
2: Yeah, but he's going to, it's going to, it's
1: going to come out different this year. You'll see. I don't know. I don't think so. Jordan I really Love don't taking his job. I That's think the only reason you're saying that Aaron Rodgers no, is going to no, be just this year. No,
0: Jordan Love is not taking his job, but he he's was kidding. I just think that that could loom on the situation.
1: They run the ball so often. There's no. I
0: doubt.
2: We just need. talked down about Andrew Aaron Jones, and now we're going to yeah. say they run the ball all the time.
1: Run the ball a lot, but I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have as big of an impact.
0: The reason why we're down on Aaron Jones, and we're all, we're all kind of going on a tangent here. The reason why we're down on Aaron Jones is because we think the carries might be more evenly dis, uh, distributed, and uh, the, the the role are role in the passing game will definitely decrease. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we found out. TJ found out. Uh, Austin Hooper was no, not the in fact the third tight end rank. He was tight end two. Who would have guessed? So. Uh, that you can chalk that up to what we learned on this episode. Um,
1: yeah. and the Toronto Maple Leafs are not in the playoffs.
0: As of now, they're not. No. Um, all right. And you also learned that I was blocked by the NHL on Instagram if anyone listening did not know that. Right. So a couple fun facts.
1: Edward is the best player in the NBA.
0: Damien Laird, we didn't say that, but TJ uh, brought it up at the end. Yes. Damian T.J, Laird. you have to
2: stop betting on basketball.
1: I just won $500 this week.
2: I don't care. You got to stop betting on basketball. <laughs> you just don't place good wagers.
0: Well, what you should do, hold on. I wouldn't say stop betting on basketball entirely. I would say know that the Spurs were eliminated from the playoffs before you live bet them at halftime when they're down by 10 points.
2: Just put like some, like one ounce of effort before you place something.
1: Um, I did, and what happened? I hit a four-teamer. Ten to win two fifty, and I hit a four team or twenty to win two fifty. Yeah, but you're whatever
2: you won, you're still in the
1: you're still in the red. Not for sports betting this year. For I don't buy that for one second. I have not put five hundred dollars on Mitchell's account.
2: Okay, for your for your your lifetime, your life your lifetime record.
1: Yeah, but. Yeah, since I turned 18, definitely. Yeah. But betting basketball, my three biggest parlay hits ever are basketball.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: That's kind of funny
0: because you don't know, you know, basketball probably the least.
1: I'm getting into it a little bit, but like just because of Bane.
0: Damian Lillard averaging 56 points in the past two games and he plays uh game just started 9 10 playing the Nets. Uh but by the time you're listening to this, uh, we will already know if the Trailblazers made the playoffs or not. Um yeah. so best of luck to Wait, you
1: know, So they they win the the nine seed? Correct. And they would have to beat the Grizzlies twice.
0: Uh well yes, if they're the nine seed, I'm just double checking if they're actually going to be the 9 or the 8 if they win. I think they'll be the 9. But yeah, if they're the 9, you have to beat the 8 seed twice.
1: So the Grizzlies clinched.
0: The Grizzlies have clinched, yes. Nice. It's either the Suns or the Blazers.
1: Are the Suns still undefeated in the bubble?
0: They went 8 and no, oh, yep.
1: Oh wow. All right.
0: All right. So that'll that'll uh that'll do it for us here um the 103rd episode of the hogline podcast thank you very much for listening um like we said on a previous episode definitely uh dm us or whatever you want to do we're definitely open to new episode ideas so definitely hit it up hit us up if there's something you want us to talk about and uh thank you for coming on guys well jack's always here but thank you i'm always here um, all right. So thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast and subscribe to us on all platforms. And uh, we'll catch you next time, folks. See ya.